This episode of Out of Ink is sponsored by Pookie Presses. Pookie Presses are presses for lino, woodcut and wood engraving. They come in sizes A4, A3 and A2 and they are made in the UK. They also come in a range of lovely colours so you can pick one to fit your studio or workspace. To get your own with 5% off, use the code Out of Ink all lowercase. Welcome to the Out of Ink podcast with myself, B. Baranoska, and Molly Lemon. This is the podcast where two anxious creatives talk openly and honestly about life as an artist. And if B said that really fast, it's because I just shouted at her for talking about random stuff when I <laughs> when I meant to be able to edit this podcast nice and quickly in my limited time. Sorry. Yeah, this might be a bit of a random podcast because Molly's not going to edit anything out. <laughs> no, no, I will, I will. And uh, I apologise for shouting at you. What a good start. Should we just jump, jump straight on into the anxiety scale? <laughs> anxiety scale, middle, and right, good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how are you, B? I I know you've had a terrible day. Oh, stressful, stressful day. So, yeah, today was the day I... Well, I thought... Today was the day that I was to find out about the house. But they called me at 10 minutes to 12. And they said, can we have your best and final offer, please? And we need it by 12. <laughs> and then I put the phone down. Um, Adam was on a work call, so I couldn't, I couldn't get hold of him. I did manage to get to him at about 5 to 12. And we just had the worst five minutes of our life. Mm. Kind of trying to work out what Very, to... very stressful. Yeah, so stressful. Like, having made us stew for five days... And then mm. give you 10 minutes for that decision. Not nice. Just for anyone who maybe didn't listen last week, although you should, <laughs> uh, or has forgotten, this is Bee's dream house that she has fallen in love with. Or is it the dream house? That's the thing, because we have been second-guessing it. So anyway, yeah, this happened. We decided that the offer that we'd put in already was good enough because it was above asking price already, and we think they were just being greedy and trying to get more money. So mm-hmm. we kept it at that. Then... We walked away from that very stressful situation, thinking they'd let us know quite soon <laughs> the result. Yeah, because if they needed to know by 12, I would have thought everyone gets their offers in by 12, mm. and then you'd know by 1 at the latest. Yeah. It got to half past 5pm, so their office was closing and we still hadn't had a phone call. Adam then got an email from them uh, saying, Hello, we've sent your offer to the vendor, thanks, and we'll let you know tomorrow. So a good sort of five hours after they pressured oh us into a final decision. So I still don't know, and it's very, very stressful. And in the meantime, we saw another house which we thought might be even better than Dream House, but it mm. was worse. And also, that was partly why you didn't up your offer, because you had high hopes for this other house, and you were seeing that two and a half hours after... 12 o'clock so you were like it's okay because if we don't get it we've got this other dream house which turned out not to be the dream house Mm. so you might have upped your (laughs) offer but they pressured you then made you wait it's a big old nightmare and now if they come back to us tomorrow and they say you haven't got the house i might feel relief but i also might feel sadness and i haven't worked out in my head yet which one is yeah i think basically you're quite i hope you don't mind me saying this but you're quite indecisive. Yeah, see, I said that to Adam and he said, no, no, he thinks we're just really uber decisive. So we're really careful no. about decision making and we don't like to rush into things and we like to make sure that we've thought okay. of every 
single little thing and that you could call that indecisive or you could call that smart (laughs) well the way i see it is if someone said to you blue or green and then you said blue Blue. you'd immediately think i should have said green green. and if you would said green you would have thought i should have said blue and i feel like this week it's been dream house and it's been not dream house and it's really hard because you viewed it once and it would be ideal if you could go back every day can you tell that Molly's had enough of house chat? Because I think that's her subtle way of saying, Beacon, you stop going on about this one house that you keep changing your mind about. No, 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 no. No, I love house chat. Mm. But I love to live through you, actually, as well, <sighs> with the house chat. No, I just think it's hard to make this massive life decision on one viewing and then lots of time to think about it. Mm. So you've been toing and froing, and now you're still toing and froing, and they still haven't told you. Oh, I didn't tell you this, Molly, but my dad, the other day, sent me an email. And after he sent me an email, he phoned me three times, and I missed the call. And then he sent me a voicemail saying, you've got to look at your email, I found the perfect house for you, you've got to open it now and call me straight back. So I opened the email and opened this house and it was amazing. It was so under budget and so big. And the garden was like acres and acres and acres of land. Anyway, Mm. so I called my dad back and I was like, I don't know how you found this house. Like, we haven't seen it. It definitely hasn't been on right move. What's wrong with it? And he was like, yeah, well, maybe there's something wrong with it, but just book a viewing. So Adam then went, he went to click on book a viewing and it said, oh, the house is sold. And we were like, of course it's sold because it's so cheap, you know? Adam was like, oh, let's find out when it sold. Like, how did we miss out? Like, how was it recent? Because it's weird we didn't see it. Adam then found that the house had sold in 2016. <laughs> My dad had somehow found it. In 2022, thinking it was a current listing. Oh, that's hilarious. It was so funny. We called my dad back to tell him and we were just all in fits of laughter for like 15 minutes. (laughs) No. So this week's anxiety scale is jacket potatoes. Um... (laughs) The enthusiasm for the jacket potato (laughs) is strong there. Oh, I suggested this one uh, because I'd had a jacket potato this week and it was quite delightful. So, B, do you want to talk me through your anxiety scale? So, number 10, really lovely, non-anxious day. I've just put classic cheese and beans. Uh, nice. I don't really think you can go wrong with that on a jacket potato. I almost agree. It's my number nine. And then on number one, I've put chilli, but mainly just because I don't like chilli. Mm. So, I wouldn't like it on anything. And then for the first time ever in Out of Ink podcast history, I probably am a one today because I'm a total anxious wreck. So there no. is no, there's no other feelings for you there. Oh no, <laughs> that is something to celebrate. <laughs> first time, <laughs> first time ever. Yeah, Molly messaged me and said, do you want to reschedule this podcast? Because I think you're a bit too stressed. And I just think the only thing that can possibly save the state is having a, a bit of a laugh and recording the podcast. So I've showed up, but I mm. am a one. Yeah, but you said, oh, you need to cheer me up. And I'm, I was sat there thinking, I might cry. <laughs> like, I am not. I'm not able to <laughs> oh, cheer you, you already up have right me. now. Like, I am. I'm right there with you. Have I? Good. I'm good. So go on then. Talk us through your jacket potato scale. So, number 10. Not cheese and beans. Butter. Butter. Oh, just butter just butter bit of salt and pepper no you can't improve on butter and if you add cheese it goes to an eight. Oh, but if you add beans it's a nine beans and cheese is a nine yeah well the thing is like because obviously i live with like a normal person who eats normally we have jacket potatoes 
with butter on and then he adds whatever topping mm. and i eat my jacked potato just with butter and then i have like a second course of the <laughs> topping but i can't mix that's the two. so weird you really should never have divulged that that just makes me see you in a totally weird light <laughs> You know I'm just like a margarita girl. Like, I'll go as plain as anything. You can't improve from plain. So if Sam is having a potato with cheese and beans, do mm. you put the cheese and the beans together in a bowl so you let the beans go all melty cheesy and then you eat that after you've mm. eaten the potato? Uh, I'd eat the potato because it's most important that the potato is <laughs> hot and the butter's doing what it needs to do. And you put the butter on and it melts and then you put more butter on because you want bits and chunks as well. I used to like scraping all the potato out, leaving the skin, and then mm. buttering the skin and folding it up as a little butter skin sandwich. Oh, lovely. Yes. I thought you were going to say you didn't eat the skin. Oh, no, no. It used to be saved to like the creme de la creme at the end. All buttery and really healthy. Lovely. Um, And then number one for my most anxious day ever is um, vegan tuna. Which I know it's very specific. Sam had that at a pub once when we were all out for a meal together and he really liked it. No, he had... um, No, it was vegan tuna. It was. It was a vegan tuna baguette. Was it tuna? It was like chickpeas. Yeah, but they'd called it vegan tuna. So this bartender, we were chatting about about what we wanted and it was very quiet, wasn't it? And he overheard us because we were like, oh, Mm. what's that? Vegan tuna. And he was like, oh, I made that myself. I invented (laughs) that. (laughs) I think he gave me a sample pot Mm. because I was the one exclaiming about it. And then I was like, oh, this is lovely. I didn't agree, but, you know, he tried. And then Sam ordered it. Because I was like, I can't order this, but I can't not order it. So Sam ordered <laughs> on my behalf. Anyway, the other day, Sam did jack a potato, which was very exciting. And he got out like a tin of vegan tuna. He bought in the supermarket? Yeah. Was it made of chickpeas? I don't know if it was made of chickpeas, but it just wasn't the thing. And like, I try and be vegan whenever I can. I'm pescatarian, but if there's a chance to make a dish vegan, I'll do it. Mm. Um, But vegan fish, we have tried so many times now, and it has never been pleasant. Like, we had vegan salmon, which was honestly one of the worst things I've ever eaten in my life. What did the vegan tuna taste like? Uh, Like, oh, can you hear that? It's the church bells. Nightmare because they're going to be practicing. They're going to be practicing for an hour. <laughs> so sorry about the um, percussion, but um, oh, it's very distracting. Um, <laughs> Come on, be present. Be be in the out moment. Um, vegan tuna is just like it's more like texture. It's just mushy. It's it doesn't taste like tuna. Mm. It's just odd. Does it taste fishy at all? Not particularly, which is probably a good thing. But I think like vegan <laughs> meat is really nice now like there's really nice and yeah. i like i love it That's good. but i just think they're not quite there with the fish and maybe don't release it onto supermarket shelves and put people off veganism <laughs> mm. maybe that maybe they'll get there though maybe they're working on it and these are just early prototypes because i remember having vegan bacon mm. years ago and it was cardboard and now the vegan bacon that's this. called this is yeah. not bacon is so nice yeah it is and i do think they'll get there but could they Mm. not release it until it's ready because (laughs) i mean sam keeps bringing it home and i wish he wouldn't 
So anyway, that's number one. And then I really like am trying to be higher on the scale than I am. Because it is just, we're, every week we're like, we're sad, we're anxious. But it is our branding, to be fair. It would be really out of brand if we were just like a nine every week. That's true. But next week I'm going to aim to be higher than a five. But, wow. But for this week, mm. I'm not. I'm going <laughs> to be a three. Nice. A two in disguise, really. What do you think mm. is the topping for three? I just, when I was thinking about the scale, I could honestly not think of that many things you could have on a jacket potato. No, I couldn't. And I Googled it. And then I accidentally had the search engine on videos and couldn't work out why. <laughs> Couldn't find any toppings. Sometimes I put pesto on jacket potato. That's good. Oh, that sounds horrible. Oh, well, f- oh, okay. Oh, that would rate highly for me, but clearly not for you. I don't like pesto anywhere but on my pasta. I don't like it on pizza. Tomatoes. Okay, I think you just can't think. <laughs> no, uh, I can't. <laughs> Um, I put chilli, so you're number one. But to be honest, if you'd tried vegan tuna, mm. that would be your number one. It's just you haven't tried mm. it yet. So. Okay. So that is where I'm at. By the way, if you ever have any suggestions for anxiety scales, send them to us. Yes. And for ages, B thought I had a file with all the <laughs> ideas on, which I do, but every time she'd like pass ideas over to me, I'd be like, yep, <laughs> and not put them on. The and list. in reality, she lost them all and was never writing them down. I didn't lose them all. I just never had the energy to take the word and put it in my notes, and I'm sorry. Awful. Right, this week there is no topic, there were no questions, we are just going to have a little chat because it needs to be a short one because Molly is off to Cheltenham Craft Festival. Is that what it's called? I think it's called Craft Festival Cheltenham, which... That's... Yeah. (laughs) That's more confusing. (laughs) No, no, anyway. She's off to an exciting craft festival on Wednesday, so... Thursday. Well, yeah. And also, you lied there, because we do have a topic. We are revisiting the topic of Instagram and just having a chat about how things are now. And we've mm. both re-listened to the Instagram episode, which was episode two, mainly so we don't repeat ourselves, but also to see how we, if we feel any differently a year one. Yeah, we're seeing how things have changed. So the main thing I know for a fact has changed is that mm-hmm. listening back, Molly was very, very clear on the fact that she didn't want to turn off the like count on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Didn't like that new feature, but now no. you've started turning it off. So please talk us through what changed your mind and and how you're finding having the lights turned off on posts. Okay, so over Christmas for the last two years, I've been like, I'm having an Instagram break. I need a bit of time. And that is so true, but... My God, Instagram punishes you for about seven months after. Like, it takes so long to build things back up. I honestly find things don't get moving again until August, like September. (laughs) That's eight months. It's a long time. Anyway, Mm. I don't know when I started turning them off. I think it was late January, but my posts were getting like half the likes they normally would and it was making me feel a bit anxious no one's looking at my posts and thinking she's not getting the likes she used to (laughs) get except for you you are but I am yeah and I was just feeling a bit of pressure and so I decided to turn the likes off but on my Instagram I don't have the option of doing it like I have to manually do it every post yeah I have to manually do it as well yeah 
So I tried to turn off it in settings and I ended up turning everyone's likes off other than my own. Um, so I do it manually. But first of all, I didn't realise how much I was looking at other people's likes after saying, no one's looking at your likes. Because <laughs> I was looking at people's posts and then noticing I was looking for the likes and then my mind would go, oh, there aren't any likes there. So I was like catching myself. Hmm. So I didn't know I did it until I took it until away. Until there wasn't the option. That's interesting, yeah. So, and I I wasn't doing it to look at their likes i was obviously comparing it to my likes which again likes don't define your work or your self-worth so it's probably a good thing you can't see them yeah and i really enjoyed having the likes off because i don't feel so much pressure i don't constantly check my posts like i feel like i can post Mm. and then walk away and i don't need to look back i'm not i'm not bothered i feel the same about it i can post something and then be like You know, it'd be nice if it gets lots of likes, but no one except me is going to know. I have all the power and that's great. Yeah, it is like liberating, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a good thing. We like that feature. Thanks, Instagram, for that. But the other day, I one of my posts did really well, and it was one of my most liked posts ever. And in my mind, I went, should I turn the likes back on? And I went, no, don't turn the (laughs) likes back on. Just because it got... I was like, I guess... What's the point in getting likes if people don't see it? Like, that was going through my mind. Mm. Which isn't right. It's not right, but that was going through my mind. But then I would say, it doesn't matter. I don't necessarily want people to see. And then I thought, I don't want people to see. There's a lot of likes there and then them feel bad. So then I just thought, no, I'm just going to keep them off. But yeah, I just think it's weird and I didn't realise how, like... I thought I was pretty chilled about it, and I'm clearly not. Since our episode on Instagram, I would say that Instagram, for me, but also I think for other people, because I've seen a lot of people complain about it, has got worse. I think engagement has gone down a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, Instagram is just choosing not to show posts to, like, a bulk of your followers, which is obviously really disheartening, because people choose to follow you, and then you post something, and then they're not getting shown it, then... I mean, that just feels a bit counterproductive. But I've seen a lot of people complain about it. And I, when I was listening to the episode that we recorded before, mm. really felt like, feel differently about Instagram. Something's changed. I felt that too. I wrote down, I wrote down notes about this. Now I feel it's really exhausting. Mm. Like, I feel like I'm on a treadmill. I kind of want to go off, but can't. <laughs> Like, I, I, there's so many positive things and I met so many nice people and it is really positive, but at the moment I feel like, exhausted by it yeah and it does really feel like it's really hard work and in the episode that we previously recorded you were saying about how you feel like you have to show up every day and Mm. like if you stop posting instagram punishes you and i'm feeling that even more so i think now Mm -hmm. and i feel like the only posts that are getting any sort of recognition at the moment are reels and reels obviously take (laughs) a lot longer to make than just posting a still. So they're forcing you to take time out of your time that you could be spending creating to make Mm. a reel, to show someone something that you could just show in a still in the past, but it's not going to get as many likes. It's just... And then you can't hide the likes on reels. So you just have to go with the flow. I know. They were like, well, we'll hide the likes for everyone's (laughs) mental health, but not on reels for some reason. It's ridiculous. But I'd find reels get way more likes. But 
it, it really interrupts the creative process. When I'm like mid in the middle of printing and I'm like, oh, I need to do a video and it might take me five weeks to make a reel because I'm doing a video every time I print a layer. No, but you're quite good at doing that and you are good at making reels. Whereas I find when I sit down and I think, okay, I should be recording myself doing this, that I draw differently because even though it's myself watching myself, mm. it feels like I'm being watched yeah. and I, don't, I can't just create and enjoy it because, you know, I'm conscious of what I'm doing and that I'm recording it and that I need good footage. Mm. And that's interrupting what was just me having a nice time drawing and yeah. I, you know, I don't like having to conform to it. So thanks Instagram <laughs> for forcing us to make loads of reels. Yeah, I know. It's it's not the thing, is it? No. The thing that I was finding, like, really confusing, I was, like, Googling am I shadow banned on Instagram is because, <laughs> like, in January I'd post and it would show it to, I don't know, um, 5% of my followers... Mm. on average and then like and 34 people 34 non-followers which obviously isn't going to get you very many more followers is it no and that was happening for like weeks and I was just like oh my god have I done something wrong have I like broken a rule and they've banned me (laughs) from like finding new people I keep seeing people at the moment saying if you follow me and you want to see my work make sure you uh, click there's an option Mm -hmm. isn't there to like always see people's posts and I feel like you have to do that more than ever at the moment if you really follow someone you like because you're just gonna miss things because Instagram I don't know how it works out who it shows what to but Mm. it is random yeah but then I think uh, if I tell people to turn that on every time I post be like oh for god's sake she's posting again (laughs) like they will just really irritate them so I don't want to like ask people to do that no it's tricky oh we've had such a downer on Instagram is there anything positive about Instagram we can talk about uh I've really the one thing I really like about Instagram Mm -hmm. is um Instagram challenges so like your original print collage I know that you well you liked doing that. I know it was stressful, but it was a nice thing to I'm do. I'm not a born leader. Together. It brought you together with loads of printmakers. And like at the moment, I'm doing like a pattern challenge, mm-hmm. which I like because it helps you find new people's work. And I've got, you know, people are finding my work through it. So I think that's quite nice. And yeah. if you do have some spare time to join in with a challenge as a creative, then one, it might help you get some motivation for new work because most of the time they give you prompts and then you don't have to actually think, oh, what do I want to draw? Mm. And two, it's going to just bring you closer together with people doing similar things as you. And that is a positive, I think. Yeah, and I find because someone else is normally like a prompt, a word, and then you respond to it. And I find mm. if someone else has set the prompt, it might push you to do something you don't normally do because you haven't chosen the subject. So I find it's really good for that. Yeah, it's a really nice thing about Instagram. It, it's what it's kind of the community feel side of Instagram, isn't it? Yeah, and I feel like I need to... I think I feel, because I'm so busy, I'm like, I can't fit it in. I've got loads of messages and I haven't replied and I haven't responded to comments mm. and it's like a bit of a stress. And I felt quite, um, maybe quite low in confidence. So I haven't been on my stories, like, showing my face and things like that. I haven't shown my face on stories no. in, like, a month. <laughs> I used to do it every day. Yeah. I don't, I barely, I've done it maybe twice this year, maybe three times. But I feel like if we put more effort into doing the things we enjoy about Instagram maybe like chatting to camera a bit more and like connecting with people then we might start to enjoy the app a bit more Hmm. it's how you use it I think you can control how it makes you feel by the way you use it 
Yeah, I like watching people's stories, actually. I think I prefer going on there and watching people's mm. stories than I do scrolling the feed and looking through posts, yeah. which is interesting. I think they've picked up on that because now you can like people's stories. Yeah, seen I've seen that and I think it's a pointless feature. Why is that a thing? Yeah, it's so weird. When someone likes your story, it pops up amongst where people have liked your grid posts and it's really confusing. It's really confusing. I don't know why they've done it. Do you think if you like someone's story, that it pushes it up the algorithm and then that story gets watched more or do you think it's just pointless oh yeah it would push up the algorithm so if you want to support people on instagram like their stories also it does have a nice little animation of hearts you know mm. flying up when you go through like them. do you remember bebo do you ever have bebo yeah bebo you could was give awful. three hearts a day and you had to like argue between your friends who was going to get your three hearts a day when, like, your best friend didn't give you a heart and gave it to other people, <laughs> it was like your life was over. Like, that was terrible. That was grounds for breaking up a friendship if you didn't get that love of the day. Oh, yeah. Honestly, Bebo was everything bad about social media. <laughs> uh, sorry, I've uh, I've digressed there. Anyway, so I feel like that's, like, a good little recap of how I feel mm. about Instagram. If you find it difficult to be on there, you're really not alone. Like, it is a tricky place to navigate. It is, and we could talk about it for a really long time, and I feel like in the future we might come back and do a whole episode mm-hmm. and answer a whole load more questions because it is constantly changing and evolving, and, you know, it's always interesting yeah. to talk about it and see how other people are feeling about it. Yeah, and, you know, when we've cheered up in a few months, we might feel differently. <laughs> Uh, maybe, yeah. Don't hold your breath. I'm going to be happy next week. Like, I know I am. Like, it's it's going to You're going to be a six on the anxiety scale, aren't you? At least. If not an eight. <gasps> wow. Yeah. We're recording on Tuesday, so the day the last podcast came out, but I've already had lots of messages saying, how much are you paying for the dentist? <laughs> Have you? <laughs> yeah. Oh... Um, so, I thought it was £7. Then I thought, oh, was it 17 Then, 27 <laughs> It had a, had a couple of sevens in it, but it was £14, 77p. A month. A month for four lovely visits a year. Mm. Uh, so it's not high enough for me to cancel it, because I actually will never, ever go to the dentist <laughs> again. Because, like, because I'm paying, it's making me go. Like, I feel like for my own mouth health... Mm. I'm gonna stick with it till I move house one day and then I'll go back to whatever you're paying which is like is it 25 pound I think it's like 25 pounds to just go for a a health check which I have to have every nine months so it's definitely cheaper than 14 pounds a month (laughs) I'm paying so much the last time I um had my teeth looked at before last year i was still a child so i've never paid for the dentist before this year so i'm just thinking all the money i've saved in that 10 years i'm just using that money now okay good (laughs) so it's just like because i had a dental appointment but for this is the dentist podcast by the way (laughs) this is like the third podcast dominated by dentist chat but i had one but for the for like October and it was cancelled on that day because of an emergency which Mm. just sounds terrifying and I didn't rebook it because I have such dentist anxiety and the only reason I've booked another one is because I actually went in for the hygienist appointment which was already booked so basically if I cancel this subscription (laughs) (laughs) if I cancel this subscription I will never go again so I have to pay through my teeth 
Is that a saying? Yeah. Is that a pun? Yeah. That's a thing. You go with I have it. to pay through my teeth because otherwise I've got no hope. I had the world's best estate agent today who was just like the most honest, frank man I've ever met and was going around the house going, that's awful, that's awful, that needs changing, <laughs> this room's really dark, knock that wall through. Well, I wish they were all like that. Like, I... When we bought this house, hmm. we were like, is that dog that's barking at us in the garden? Like, <laughs> does it live there? And they were like, no, no, it's just visiting. And then we move in and there's like the dog there. They lied about the dog. They lied about everything because we thought there was something a bit funny going on with the neighbours. <laughs> and we were like, just not sure. There was weird vibes around the whole thing. Uh, we we moved in. Turned out the police were involved. It was that bad. Um, no. So, yeah, they lied. And also, the people we bought from had been banned from all the other stuff stage agents in town and they had to outsource because they were so aggressive <laughs> oh good but the good news was the current neighbours that were there were lovely it was the people we were buying from that were not lovely do you think people are going to think that we've turned into a housing podcast <laughs> housing and dentistry <laughs> yeah it's our subcategory for the having podcast i promise it will be over as soon as i finally manage to buy a house right hope you've enjoyed this Fairly random, but slightly structured towards Instagram episode. (laughs) (laughs) We will be back next week with a special guest, which we will announce to you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's very exciting. I'm very much looking forward to our first ever Out of Ink guest. But at the same time, not that exciting. Don't get that excited. (laughs) You won't have heard of them. but You might have done. But no, you won't have done. <laughs> no, you won't have done. <laughs> God, we're selling it. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We really appreciate your support. You bearing with us while we have minor breakdowns. <laughs> um, we will be happy again one day. Um, do you reckon they're more likely to come back if we promise them we won't mention their housing or the dentistry? Because I think they might, but we will mention the housing. But I promise no tooth talk from me (laughs) but you will need to know whether or not you know what happened with the house otherwise that would be a huge life cliffhanger and you would never be able to move on and the good news is Hmm. once uh the an offer is accepted on whatever house you go for we can give you weekly updates on the solicitors on the building survey and then i can move in find out it's got damp rats mold (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be great guys we've got years of content ahead (laughs) 